praise god welcome back to our uh, next session on the book of ezekiel and uh, in today's session we will be going through chapter 1 of the book of ezekiel so uh, thank you all for the good response that you showed towards uh, the study of this book and uh, by the way uh, if you are seeing this uh, randomly or if someone has forwarded this to you uh, do kindly subscribe to this channel by pressing that subscribe button and also pressing that bell icon next to it so that uh, you be subscribed so that you can receive the notifications when the next session is uploaded and also other blessed messages when they are uploaded to this channel so let's uh, dive into chapter 1 ezekiel sees the vision of the chariot of god in this chapter and before we uh, enter into this chapter we need to have a basic framework in mind as we try to grapple with what ezekiel saw in that vision see we are familiar with four dimensions uh, namely length width height and time but theoretical mathematicians they understand that this universe consists of at least 10 dimensions so why am i saying all this it is impossible to understand fully the hyper dimensional space in the limited three dimensions that we are aware of namely length width and height the vision of god's chariot seen in this chapter see god's chariot may have more than three dimensions and with that understanding which means there is a limitation in our understanding to try to understand or to try to comprehend the dimensions which are uh, able to be comprehended in a multi dimensional space so with this limitation let's enter into this chapter Ezekiel 1 1 Now it came to pass in the 30th year in the 4th month on the 5th day of the month as I was among the captives by the river Kebar that the heavens were opened and I saw visions of God 30th year that's the year of maturity for a priest and another possibility which some people are saying is 30th year refers to the year since king josiah's revival uh, ezekiel was born during josiah's revival and reforms and there are uh, many other theories uh, which you are seeing on the screen right now but the first two theories and most specifically the 30th year of maturity for a priest that is the theory that holds good let's uh, proceed in that same verse fourth month on the fifth day of the month this is not the time of the destruction of jerusalem which took place during the reign of zedekiah in 586 bc so don't confuse with that year and we see heavens were opened and i saw visions of god contrast the experience of this prophet with the depression of the captives we see in psalm 137 verses 1 and 2 when the captives in exile are trying to sing that song as they are in that depressed mood compare this with the visions of isaiah and also the visions of john 
in the island of Patmos which we see in the book of Revelation when the situations are not joyful when the situations are dull chosen people of god see grand visions from god people of god even when the situation around you doesn't appear to be joyful or wonderful it's still possible to see visions from god it's still possible to be joyful in the presence of god that's what these experiences tell us even today let's proceed Ezekiel 1 verse 2 On the 5th day of the month which was in the 5th year of King Jehoiachin's captivity King Jehoiachin we need to look at him a little bit he was the 18th and the second from last king of Judah who was the son of Jehoiakim and the grandson of the pious king Josiah Jehoiachin the name means the lord establishes he was put as king by pharaoh neko of egypt and he reigned only 3 months after which he was deported to babylon by king nebuchadnezzar in 597 bc along with the elite classes and later he was released by amel marduk or evil merodak the son of king nebuchadnezzar in 560 bc and in the 37th year of his exile the word of the lord came expressly to ezekiel the priest the son of buzi in the land of the chaldeans by the river kebar and the hand of the lord was upon him there kebar river kebar it was the main canal that came from the euphrates river which irrigated that area This area was far from Babylon and this Kebar canal began above Babylon flowed southeast passed through Nippur the site of ancient Jewish settlements and joined the Euphrates again below Ur Those Jewish captives were put there to till the land because those uh, land was a fertile land and Ezekiel his home was on the Kebar canal at Tel Aviv the primary colony of the exiles near the city of Nippur southeast of Babylon we had touched all this in our introductory session then i looked and behold a whirlwind was coming out of the north a great cloud with raging fire engulfing itself and brightness was all around it and radiating out of its midst like the color of amber out of the midst of the fire out of the north This phrase is frequently seen in scripture to point towards the throne of God. We see that in Isaiah and also in Psalms. Then I looked you saw brightness was all around it with raging fire engulfing itself like the color of amber out of the midst of the fire. See this sight it actually signifies the meaning that bible is also talking about our god being a consuming fire and john says our god is light and even at the time of paul's conversion he says he saw a very bright light from heaven brighter than the sun see that's so bright so bright in a way that we see that paul's vision you know he lost his vision 
for a couple of days because of the brightness of the light so bright is the glory of our god also from within it came the likeness of four living creatures and this was their appearance they had the likeness of a man four living creatures we see them as the cherubim in ezekiel 10 and we also see their appearance they had the likeness of a man likeness means similar it doesn't mean that they are identical it means they are similar we need to have uh, this concept in mind that the prophet is unable to convey the vision he sees in limited human speech see i told uh, in today's intro itself this is a multidimensional uh, vision that he is seeing and in the limited understanding that we what we have it's difficult to understand what the prophet originally saw and he also is unable to explain in human limited speech what he actually saw and at this time we need to have a small brief understanding about the angels we are seeing a couple of angels in this chapter cherubim they are the ones with four wings we see them guarding the tree of life and also adorning the mercy seat and another group of uh, super angels the seraphim the ones who are having six wings seen in the vision of the throne of god in isaiah 6 and also living creatures who are also having six wings seen in the vision of the throne of god in the book of revelation chapter 4 and 5 see all these come under the class of super angels just have all this in your mind each one had four faces and each one had four wings so four faces and four wings each their legs were straight and the soles of their feet were like the soles of calf's feet they sparkled like the color of burnished bronze the hands of a man were under their wings on their four sides and each of the four had faces and wings their wings touched one another the creatures did not turn when they went but each one went straight forward see the description of these creatures it shows the glory and the power of god and his presence and we see them going straight forward what does it mean now james says there is no variation or turning with god see god never changes his behavior never changes whatever he sees he will keep it and these creatures we read they were able to see in all directions and move in all directions without turning let's proceed as for the likeness of their faces each had the face of a man each of the four had the face of a lion on the right side each of the four had the face of an ox on the left side and each of the four had the face of an eagle are you able to recollect uh, something else some other uh, picture as you read these verses see the bible says the volume of the book is written of me and compare this with the vision of the throne of god 
seen in Isaiah chapter 6 or Revelation chapter 4 we are seeing something more and uh, i just want to take you through a quick detour we saw those uh, faces lion ox man eagle look at the camps of israel as we read in numbers chapter 2 you're seeing right now cherubim the camps and even we are going to touch upon the design of the gospels each camp in the camp of israel or each tribe placed under a particular camp each camp had a distinct banner in their respective order you can see the levites placed how they are arranged and at the uh, you know at the center of the camp where the tabernacle was with moses and priest in the eastern direction the merarites in the north the jershonites in the west the kohathites in the south and god tells that the tribes of israel should be placed around this central place where the tabernacle was and he placed like this you can see right now the grouping where individually the tribes were numbered you can see all those total numbers of the individual tribes but when god told the, or gave them the instructions judah isakar sebulun they were grouped together and called as the camp of judah similarly ephraim manasseh benjamin they were grouped together as the camp of ephraim and ruben simeon and gad they were grouped as the camp of ruben dan asher and naphtali they were grouped and called as the camp of dan and god gave them the instructions regarding how they ought to be placed around that tabernacle only the cardinal directions were allowed only the width of levites camp was allowed and each section was identified by the name of the head tribe that's what i told just now and the length was proportional to the population so if you consider all these into the equation you will now see the placement of the camp around that central tabernacle we see the camp of judah the camp of dan the camp of ephraim the camp of ruben you see according to the instructions nobody was allowed to occupy northeast or southwest nobody could it was either east west north or south and this is what we see and when you factor in the total number as we saw before the total number and when you draw this to scale you see this picture wonderful right that's the picture of the cross that's why the bible said everything points to jesus the cross and we see the same design even in the gospels in matthew mark luke and john matthew presents jesus as the messiah mark is presenting jesus as a servant for luke he is presented as the son of man and john presents him as the son of god and genealogy matthew traces the legal line for mark the genealogy is not mentioned luke is giving the blood line 
and John gives the pre-existent state of Jesus. Matthew focuses on what Jesus said, Mark focuses on what Jesus did, Luke on what Jesus felt, John on what Jesus was or who Jesus was. And Matthew addresses he is ad- addressing the Jew. Mark is addressing the Roman. Luke addressed to the Greek. And John is addressing the church. Matthew is ending with the resurrection. Mark is ending with the ascension. Luke is ending with the promise of the spirit and John is pro- you know ending with the promise of his return. And as we saw before the campsite east for Matthew Mark is representing the west Luke is representing the south John is representing the north and as we saw before the camp head is the Judah which or you know Matthew presents him as the land of Judah for Mark the servanthood of Jesus represented by Ephraim for Luke is representing the in a camp head of Reuben and John camp head of Dan and as we saw before the banner or the face of the lion is portrayed by Matthew ox portrayed by Mark and man or you know the humanity of Jesus portrayed by Luke and eagle the divinity the son of god that status portrayed by john wonderful isn't it <laughs>